Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, it is Tanya Clark Marinelli here, creator of InvestInYourselfCourse.com for women and EmpoweringKidsProgram.com for kids. And thanks for joining me again this beautiful rainy Thursday. Um, I'm really excited today. We have Natalie Reimer Anderson here and um, she's going to be sharing with us all about self-love, intuition, nutrition. If you guys don't know what that's all about, she's going to explain it to us in a few minutes. But before we go ahead and introduce Natalie, I'm just going to share with you a couple things that are going on. The Empowering Kids Camp is filling up. There's a few spaces left in both weeks, so make sure to register your kids for that camp. It's, you know, it's unique to to Winnipeg. It's been running for four years now, and it's the only one like it here in Winnipeg, so you're going to want to get your kids in there. And basically, everything that I teach, um, that I've been teaching women for the last six years, everything that I've been sharing with them, I share, I adapt it to the kids, and I share it with them. Um, I share, sorry, <laughs> I usually, I just got a text and it totally interrupted my flow, but um, yeah, so I adapt everything and I share it with kids, so instead of growing up, having to wait until you grow up to learn this information, these kids know this information, they got these tools in their tool belt, their toolbox, and they are equipped to create the life that they want to create. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Natalie. So Natalie began her professional career as a high school teacher and coach before being sidelined by a debilitating autoimmune condition, knowing intuitively that the answer wasn't to be found in pharmaceutical medications and disease management, she researched and found her path to healing and self-love, self-acceptance, and self-forgiveness. Through this deeply personal excavating and new, sorry, nurturing process, she recovered her health, lost 90 pounds, I totally got to hear about that, became a holistic nutritionist, and fell in love with herself and her life. Okay, that, isn't that, that is what we all want. So, but beyond all of that, she discovered her calling and life's purpose, which is to share her process with those who are struggling um, with true and deeply abiding self-love. She believes that the relationship to yourself is the fundamental relationship of our own life from which all other relationships are based, including those to food, exercise, body image, significant other, family, finances, sexuality, and romance, etc. And when you authentically love and accept yourself first, you can create the life of your dreams. So, Natalie's signature system is a nine-month program based on three distinct trimesters, all with a different focus, to bring you to a state of love and gratitude for the divine and unique being that you are and to create lasting self-love and an empowered life. She holds workshops on awakening the goddess through self-care and sacred ritual, and also her upcoming intuition nutrition, which I'm going to, how to have a positive relationship with food and end dieting forever. Whew! How's it going, Natalie? Welcome to the show. (laughs) Hi, Tanya. Thank you so much, first of all, for having me and for that lovely introduction. Um, I would I would like to say that there is one thing that I would have changed, and when it said um, that I lost 90 pounds and then fell in love with myself, I, I fell in love with myself, and because of that, I was able to lose the things that were no longer serving me, of which were the 90 pounds. So the you know, the order of those things is really important because I want people out there to understand that um, love comes first, that self-love, that true, deep, abiding self-love comes first, and everything else is created on that foundation. So for me, that was key, even in the weight loss. Yeah. So thank Perfect. you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's key. Like, love, you know, love does come first. I've done... Um, coaching 
<clears throat> and mindset work within a like a gym, and that's something mm-hmm. that that I've always shared was that you you gotta you know accept yourself the way you are right now before you can go ahead and transform it, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Absolutely, mm-hmm. and you know your body is just it's simply a manifestation of what's going on internally. And I think mm-hmm. when people understand that your body is a symptom of your energetic system. And so if you love yourself and have this deep gratitude, this true gratitude for your body and how it serves you, it's a faithful servant. It just wants to be well. Our bodies are so magnificently created that you cut yourself and it innately knows how to heal. We just have to give it the building blocks So there are some nutritional components to that, definitely, because we live in a physical body. But at the cellular level, give the cells what it needs and give the the cells the love and the gratitude for working for you. They don't owe you anything. They work for us tirelessly without end. And if you're in that place of gratitude, your body just begins to respond and just love you back. Yeah, I completely... I completely agree, and I love I love how you're how you're wording it and how you're saying it. I just it totally resonates with me. So before we get right into it, Natalie, I want to hear uh-huh. your journey. Okay? I know we briefly heard it in your introduction, but but I would love to hear more of your journey and how you got to this point and how you got to loving yourself so much that you lost ninety pounds. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean that I I love to tell it because it almost feels like it's not even about me anymore. I'm so, I have like so transcended the story that was my story. And I look back on it. It's almost like I'm telling it about somebody else, but I look back on it now with such gratitude. And that's one of the ways that I know that I've truly healed is that um, I can look back on all the things that I feel were so negative and see that they were just, really forming the life that I am so blessed to be living now. But it started for me um, at a very young age, this this sort of self-loathing and um, not feeling like I fit in. And I was born and raised in a very um, high-achieving and extroverted family. And I feel like I was born into this world. Like I always equate it to to the Munsters, um, it's a really old show, and maybe some people will get this reference, maybe not. But it's like a family of monsters, and then they had one girl in the family that was like clearly not from the family. She was like the cheerleader. I was sort of like okay. the opposite. Everyone in my family was the cheerleader, and I was the little monster that was like uh, awkward, and that's at least how I felt about myself. Um, I was super, super shy. And Being in a family, uh, like my dad's a pastor, people that really value being expressive in a vocalizing, um, expressive way, it was, I felt out of place. Um, And that Mm -hmm. was, you know, when when something like that is valued, your self-esteem takes a hit when you just aren't that. Um, My parents are incredibly loving. I would never want anybody to think otherwise. Uh, We just happen to be you know, a really high achieving. My brothers are both great athletes and business people and star students. So um, I think what I was always measuring myself up against that um, yardstick. Anyway, um, we moved around quite a bit because my parents are in the ministry, and it's always hard to be the new kid because you're immediately um, the person that everybody is talking about and deciding about and and. Um, you're starting over all the time. So I remember um, early on kind of finding solace, a safe haven in the gym, and was introduced to volleyball in junior high, and that just became my thing because I think it was like, oh, something that I'm pretty good at, and, you know, the gym is a great place to hide out from, you know, bullies and, and other events, social events that you might not want to be part of, and so I really focused all my attention on the physical me and spent a lot of um, the next several years focusing on sort of that external validation that sport gives you, which is like that trophy accumulation. Like you're always 
going out and struggling to win and to, you know, find your place in the order of things, and it's, it's ultra-competitive. And I ended up um, going on to play a high-level competitive volleyball, so it really ingrained in me this idea of, like, you're constantly competing and you're constantly needing to win and, and trophy accumulation. I think I felt like I had found my place, and it felt really good to be on top in that way. Um, so I really relied on my body and what it could do and how I could manipulate a volleyball to give me my identity. And um, as you know, sports careers don't last very long, and after mine ended, um, there was a lot, a lot of, you know, those retirement issues like, who am I now? I don't have that thing that defines me. Um, I got married quite young and ended up having children, and it was after I had my kids that I realized that I was very ill and um, I would really only get out of bed out of duty to my children. And I, was, uh, I gained 90 pounds both pregnancies, I had really big kids, um, like abnormally large pregnancies. They were both 11 pounds. Um, wow. There was likely, you know, some gestational diabetes issues and, and other undiagnosed things. And so mm-hmm. after I had these two beautiful gifts in my life and I still, you know, didn't have like that, that spark of life in me, I, everything felt like an obligation. <clears throat> um, excuse me. <clears throat> A girlfriend of mine... Um, who has known me since I was 14, she said, well, I'm going to L.A., and, you know, why don't you come with me? We'll go on a shopping trip. And I was kind of like, at this point, I I was so so devoid of life force that I was just kind of like, yeah, sure, whatever, let's do it. Mm -hmm. So we went out there, and we we stayed with a friend who, um, who lives out there, and as soon as we got to his place, the two of them sat me down on the couch, and what they had basically done was staged an intervention. And, uh, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't an intervention for any kind of medication or drugs or anything like that, but it was to let me know how much they loved me and how they knew that I wasn't well and that, that they were going to help me find answers, which was, you know, like the first step really to me that, oh, you know, you mean other people are noticing this too? I just wasn't my normal Natalie self. So it was like this interesting process of like I had been this high-level athlete and, you know, was so defined and so um, almost falsely secure in that identity to being this, um, you know, carrying a lot of extra pregnancy weight that wouldn't come off. And that was part of the, the reason, the diagnosis, which I'll tell you about in a bit. And then, um, you know, just really lethargic and depressed. Somebody who used to be, like, jumping around in the gym couldn't even get out of bed in the morning. So I really felt like my body was betraying me for the first time in my life. And, you know, if it wasn't for these two friends um, that intervened, I don't know what would have happened. Well, I do. If you look at it in hindsight, the path is is always calling you. So if it wasn't this way, something else would have happened and, and you know, creator source would have found a way to get through to me. But um, so I'm sitting there on the couch and they basically said, okay, uh, you're going in tomorrow to see this intuitive medical doctor, um, osteopath, naturopath, um, a beautiful man who uh, is basically a spiritual doctor. And I was basically, it's really hard to get an appointment with him. I didn't actually have an appointment. I was going to, the plan was for me to piggyback on my girlfriend's appointment because she would have an appointment with him. And once he looked at me, he was going to know what was wrong with me and he was going to be able to um, treat me or, or give me advice. So sure enough, we show up. Um, my girlfriend goes to her appointment. She introduces me at the end of the appointment and he does take one look at me and he says, I know what's wrong with you. Literally, I'm holding his hand, still shaking his hand, and he says, I know what's wrong with you, and I can help. And wow. I felt as though my heart cracked open at that point because you have to understand, and I'm sure your listeners that have um, struggled with depression, um, 
and anxiety knows that there's such a, a dark sense of foreboding and hopelessness. And the hope that he gave me when he looked in my eyes and shook my hand and just like with these, these, this look of compassion, it literally like fanned that tiny little flame that I had left inside and it sparked. And he, um, he said to me, can you be here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m.? So what he was saying was, I know you're going back to Canada tomorrow and I'm going to open up my clinic early for you so that you can get in to see me because I can help you. And I was just like, I I don't even know if I spoke words or just made a sound and nodded my head, but I I did. I showed up. And I mean, so this this is a person again who, um, and I only say this because it's just a measure in our society of, of, you know, the credentials that this man has. He, he, like I've seen Sting leaving out the back door as he came in. He's, I've seen um, Tim Robbins, Susan Sarandon, like you name it, all these, these people that can afford the best health care choose him. So that being said, he doesn't wow. need me as a patient. He didn't need to give me his time. And just that, that simple shift that, what? Wait, I'm worthy? He thinks I'm worthy of opening his clinic early. And that, that was just a beautiful, like the healing already was beginning right then and there. So I went into his clinic the next day and he asked me three questions. Um, he asked me about my family situation um, when growing up, my family situation currently. And then the third question he asked me was, do you love yourself? And I tell you, I burst into tears because I was so ashamed. And I mean, it's like, it's so moving even for me right now because I, I, can, I think of that poor girl and even your listeners now who are um, dealing with the same thing and they can't answer that question. And there is hope. There absolutely is hope to fall in love with yourself in your life. So wow. I... Yeah, it, it was beautiful. It was beautiful, and um, it, like I said, my heart cracked open, and that was the start of the journey, really. Um, he, he began doing, I had some serious health issues. He diagnosed my um, Hashimoto's um, thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune condition where my own body is attacking my thyroid gland, and um, he said to me, well, first of all, I'll explain maybe a little bit about that because if you think about the story that I just told about being a super shy, you know, feeling feeling very judged, um, judging myself, and really silencing my own voice all of those years, the thyroid gland sits in the throat chakra. Mm-hmm. It's the gland that, that exists in that energy center. And I had literally shut down my voice all those years and was basically, um, I mean, we're, the throat chakra is also your center of creativity and speaking your truth. And I never, I was never speaking my truth. I had all kinds of ideas that were contrary to the way that I was raised and I wasn't allowed to express them. Not, not Mm -hmm. that anyone was telling me that, but I just felt, I mean, you're growing up in a fishbowl if you're a pastor's kid. And to have any contrary beliefs in that regard is, um, you know, it's like basically flying in the face of, of this, the system. So, you know, I censored my own self. And then, you know, just the judgment of what is it like being heard? And I know the interesting thing about Hashimoto's thyroiditis and just thyroid conditions in general is that it is epidemic. This is a silent epidemic. There are so many women right now that are struggling with thyroid issues and that mm-hmm. is partially due. I mean, the issue is in the tissue. When you suppress your voice and your truth and you just go merrily about your life, putting on a brave face and not living the life that you are created to live, you are suppressing that truth and that's where your thyroid glands is being shut down because we're energy bodies. We're not just physical bodies. 
So as I began to, um, his, part of his protocol or, or what he said to me, that my healing would be found in self-love, self-forgiveness, and self-acceptance. And when I got to the bottom of those three things, I would be healed. Doctors are not allowed to use the word healed. This guy is like, screw that. Here's what, here's what I know. This is what heals you. And I began a process then. Um, like I said, a lot of it was, was physical things. I had to clear out a lot of, of toxicity in my body and um, found out, you know, some food triggers that, that I needed to avoid. So there always is a physical component, like I said, because we exist in, this, in these physical bodies. And if our physical bodies are not well, it really prevents our spirit from shining through this vessel that our bodies are. So um, although I do deal a lot with energy, there's always a component of nutrition and wellness to the programs that I put together for people. But, yeah, that's my story. And, and honestly, it took about um, two years to lose every single pound and then some. It literally just fell off me as I started to live like someone who loves themselves and started to basically fake it till I make it kind of thing. Yeah. And make choices from, from my infinite being that I am a being of pure love. This is the thing we all are. We have mm-hmm. just forgotten and all of these different programmings in the world as we grow up. I mean, every baby comes into this world being love, not just loving themselves, but being an expression of divine love. And if you're lucky, you get to go through life remembering that, but very, very few of us do. We start to be conditioned into the way that the world is, and we take on the emotions and the principles and values of the people around us, and we begin to forget how amazing and incredible we are. And my job as a self-love coach is just to hold you in the highest space possible and remind you of the infinite being that you are. An infinite being can do, be, think, and have anything that they want in life. Basically being a child of God. I love creators. Yep. Whatever resonates with you. I love that you said that. Uh, that's that's in like almost all of my write-ups on my website is that um, you're going to get to the point where you believe that you can, you know, be, mm-hmm. do, and have whatever it is that you desire. And that's my focus when I work with kids. I want them to grow up knowing that this is reality, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than having yeah. that conditioned out of them and then have to remember it again. It's like, no, man, grow up and just know it. Imagine yeah. a life full of little ones growing up knowing this information, right? Absolutely. Um, and, and it really yeah. it, it's interesting, too, because although we are born um, into that, like, beautiful, pure potential of love, it starts very, very young, that early programming around security and love and vulnerability and truth. So, I mean, when I work with clients, sometimes I even have to go back to things like in utero and when you were a baby, how you were fed, how you were held, because those right on the, they're basically programming us, um, programming the mind and carving these little ridges that we get stuck in often. So a lot of my program, at least the first trimester, the focus is absolutely on delving into and excavating that early childhood programming around food and security and love because they're all interconnected um, and touch. And then looking at, um, you know, now that you are not a child anymore, you're safe. You have, you yes, you had these, these different um, inputs we're creating how you viewed the world, but now that you're an adult, 
you can come to terms with those, you can let them come up, and then you can release them. They don't have to control you anymore. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, I'm I'm going to be 39. I'm going to be 39 mm-hmm. years old. And I was literally well into my 30s before I could look in a mirror and say, I love you. Mm. You know, and I just... That's it's amazing just, that you do that. <laughs> oh, totally. I, I do. You, I that, have that you to. You even think to do that. Beautiful. <laughs> but yes, that, I mean, you're, you're not unique in the struggle with that. I think that is probably a major theme in the lives of of many people. And I mean, to do it, to do it authentically, I think a lot of people, um, you know, with the sort of selfie revolution and to each their own, because people do things for very different motivations. And, and I am not one to say anything is right or wrong. But if you look at, at the motivations behind some um, of what we do, a lot of it too is like a, a false self-love. It's a false bravado almost. And that's uh-huh. another way of hiding yourself. It's not a way of being vulnerably authentically who you are. Yes, some people absolutely are there and more power to them. But for a lot of people, um, we find really sophisticated ways of hiding who we truly are, even from our own selves. So that's so how one of the we, things that we go into with my program also. Yes? How can we tell the difference? Well, um, that's a great question. I think that it's on a case-by-case basis. When you okay. look at yourself and you say that, here's, here's how you can determine it for your own self because you can't decide for anybody else. That girl right. might be absolutely truly in love with who she is versus, you know, another person who is like, maybe if I pretend long enough, that kind of thing, um, or it's an external validation thing. That's, that's the real, um, okay. you know, the real motivation behind things. Is it intrinsically or extrinsically motivated? So is it coming from the internal? Like you walk by a mirror and you're like, damn, girl, you look good. And you like can be playful and joke with yourself versus like yeah. looking in the mirror like, I love you. I really love you. I, I honestly love you. Like it feels false. You know, there, I think the difference is there's a lightness versus a heaviness. Uh-huh. And you can almost measure everything. If you're listening, that's part of the intuition nutrition program too is learning to feel the lightness or the heaviness of the choices that you're making or what you're saying. You're looking in the mirror and you're doing affirmations. You can do affirmations all day long. And if you're lying to yourself, it feels false. So mm-hmm. is there something that you can say that precedes I love myself? Can you pick out here's, – here's a little trick. Can you pick out right. your best feature? Everybody has something like let's say it's your eyes or your smile or your, you know, you, you're just like, I have a great personality, like something like that. Like whatever it is that you really mm-hmm. value about yourself and just go with that, go with that. And here's what happens. The rest of your body subconsciously or energetically wants to also have that kind of attention. It ups its game a little bit. I'm not even joking. It works. It's a little trick I have from access consciousness. That's amazing. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did so a, stick with I, your best thing and, and, and believe, you know, like focus on the good. Focus on what you're grateful for. Okay, here's one thing that I do. Um, I, okay, so I have cellulite. I'm like, I've had it since I was 18. Dude, to me it's like, come on. I was a professional athlete. I still had it. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. instead of fighting it and feeling bad about it, it's like I have elbows, I have a nose, I have eyebrows, I have cellulite. It's just part of who I am. And if I would prevent my life from being joyful because of a perceived flaw, you know, it's ridiculous to think that, sorry, there's someone calling in. (laughs) 
<laughs> can you hear me? I can't hear. No. I'm like, really? I, like, I can hear you. Me. I'm joking. <laughs> okay, so. They're like, I hear you on the radio. <laughs> yeah, this is a really important thing. So, for me, it's like, how can I, how can I flip the script on, I have cellulite, dwell, 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 grumpy, I hate myself for that. You know what I mean? How can I flip that around? Here's, here's mm-hmm. how. Flip the judgment into gratitude, always, always, because there are two things that cannot run concurrently. You're either in one or you're in, in the other. I would way rather be in gratitude because that's the place of magic from which everything can occur. Everything can be created. Um, if you're in judgment, you're basically sitting in a sinking pit. So flip into the gratitude. What am I grateful for? I'm certainly grateful that I've got these strong thighs that I can have cellulite on. Are you kidding me? I was running. I I used to do some running, um, and I hated every minute of it. I'm not an endurance runner at all, but I had something in me I wanted to do, and I had a goal and whatever. So one day I'm having a particularly frustrating run, can't get in that pace with the lungs and the, you know, everything running smoothly. I turn a corner, and there's a woman coming at me, clearly has either muscular dystrophy or um, MS, something that is um, crippling her, and she is on crutches, and she is just beaming with joy. And here we are on this beautiful sunny day, and I'm complaining and she is beaming with joy to be out in the sun and moving her body. I nearly fell to my knees. I was, like, it was as if Creator dropped her in my path, and maybe me and hers, to say, look what you have to be grateful for. And I swear, I, I passed her, I said hello, I started crying as soon as I moved past her, and I ran as if on clouds all the way home because I was so humbled at mm. the, the beauty of that woman and the gift that she was to me and the gift that my own body is. And here was so quick. I, I often say mm. to my clients, imagine yourself as your own beautiful child. Would you say to your child the things that you say to yourself? It's time to start being our own mother, our own mothers, and start mm-hmm. treating ourselves with the nurturance and the love and the patience that we would that perfect, beautiful child. Because we really are that child. We all have an inner child that has been beat up mostly by ourselves. And if it yeah. was someone else that did it, did it before. Many of us have learned how to be really, really adept at continuing, you know, the punishment of ourselves. And that's basically what being in judgment is. You're constantly punishing yourself. It's time to stop. Yeah. I and gratitude says that. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. That's beautiful. You know, it reminds me of a story that I heard um, Tony Robbins say. I listened to a lot of Tony Robbins. And the other day when I was listening... Um, I can't remember the context of the story, but it was basically like this journalist went in to talk to this gentleman um, about, and I forget, like I said, what it was all about, but she went to go interview him and she was so humbled because he was beaming as well and he was just so happy to be there talking to her and he didn't have an arm. You know, he was missing one of his arms. And after the interview, she was so, you know, just equally as humbled as, as you were <clears throat> and he's wishing her a good day, and he was just like, had such an amazing attitude. He pushes his wheelchair away, and he's got no legs, and she didn't even know. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, and, and she was just like, oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? So, right. absolutely. Like, I, I love how you how you said, like, pick your best teacher. I don't know how many workshops I've I've done on, you know, negative self-talk, you know, um, yeah, this signature talk on on overcoming your negative self talk and sabotage, right? 
And I get everybody in the room, pick out something that you love about yourself. And it is the most, the hardest thing for everybody to do. I've had times where where women couldn't pick anything out that they loved about themselves. Oh, that's an excruciating exercise. It's so valuable. But I absolutely agree. It is so hard. And, and I mean, as women, and I, I don't want to disclude men because this is also true for them, but I can only speak from my perspective as a woman. Um, mm-hmm. We are so conditioned to pretend like there's everything wrong with us and that when somebody compliments us, it's like, oh, no, no, that, oh, you know, and then yeah. we insult something else about ourselves, like we need to, like, take ourselves back down. And then there's, a, there's women, and I have friends like this, and man, I just admire them so much, who are like, you know what, I love that about myself too. And I'm, if somebody says, gives me a compliment, they just say, thank you. And that's all that needs to be said. And then, you know, some people will turn that on them and call them arrogant and call them like the B word. And mm-hmm. it's like, really? Why are you complimenting me? Because if someone is complimenting you so that, they feel like they have given you a gift and therefore you owe them something more than a thank you, mm-hmm. that's not a compliment. That's a manipulation. So, there you, you know, being aware of where we are not playing that game, that we shouldn't mm-hmm. get into playing that game of, you know, um, you know, like tit for tat, like you tell, you tell yeah. me something nice, you control my self-esteem now, here you go, and hand it over to people taking our power back a little bit in, like, stepping out there and loving ourselves. There is nothing more radical and revolutionary in the world we live in than to truly love ourselves and live authentically from that place. No one, when you're in that state, no one controls your self-esteem. It is like this rock-hard, solid foundation from which you live your life and nobody's external opinion affects how you feel about yourself. It is an absolutely liberating, beautiful place to be. I love it. I love it. So earlier, earlier you said, you know, you were diagnosed with Hashimoto's, right? right. Mm-hmm. So just for our listener, listeners, in case they don't know, what exactly is that? Okay, so the um, an autoimmune condition is generally or technically when your own immune system views your tissue as a foreign invader and attacks it. So in this case with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, um, my immune system is attacking or was attacking my thyroid um, as a foreign invader. Uh, okay. Autoimmune conditions, like I was saying, are epidemic, and in fact, in Manitoba alone, we lead the continent, if not the world, in MS, Crohn's, and I would probably say also getting way up there in um, Hashimoto's, which are all autoimmune conditions. And the cause of autoimmune conditions is multifarious, but um, I could just outline quickly that toxicity so overburdening of the body through toxic exposure, um, lack of vitamin D. So here we get a lot less sun exposure. And um, University of Alberta study came out that probably 90%, they predict even more of Canadians are deficient in vitamin D, which is a pro-hormone that regulates the immune function. So super, super important. If we're not synthesizing that through our skin from the sun, we have to be mm-hmm. supplementing with it. Um, then also uh, leaky gut, which causes systemic inflammation if those particles slip into the bloodstream. That is another cause of it. And um, other deficiencies show up, uh, like for myself. We live, Manitoba and, and down into the North Dakota are, is considered the goiter belt. Our soil is so deplete in iodine that um, that's a mineral that the I was going to say the throat chakra, the thyroid needs in order to produce thyroid hormone. So we um, aren't getting that. Iodized salt is not the right source of that either. So that needs to come from 
certain foods um, that we should supplement with and or supplement with a really good um, vitamin and mineral supplementation. It's funny because as a holistic nutritionist, that was my um, sort of first, uh, you know, career after becoming mm-hmm. well. It actually, I was learning all of my nutrition studies while I was becoming well. So it was just this beautiful, like, co, you know, mingling of these two separate journeys into one. Um, yeah. I was basically my first, I was patient zero for myself. And I... I started off, I do a lot of guinea pigging on myself. Like, I never give anybody advice that I haven't already followed and products that I haven't already tried myself. So that's mm-hmm. an important distinction. Um, so, yeah, Hashimoto's thyroiditis is the, it attacks your thyroid. And symptoms of it are um, to begin to lose the outer third of your eyebrows. Strange, but true. Um, your hands mm-hmm. and feet. Your extremities are very cold. You begin to feel depression and anxiety. Um, You often have a raspy voice and a scratchy throat. You will have a lump, a butterfly-shaped lump, right under where your Adam's apple would be. And it helps if you tip your head back and you look in the mirror. It's kind of tricky to do. And then swallow with your head tipped back. Also tricky to do. But if you can see a big butterfly-shaped lump, moving up and down your throat when you swallow, your thyroid is likely inflamed. And listen to this. If you go to your Uh GP, you have to ask for the test. They will not do it without you asking. But I, I help a lot of people with thyroid issues because I've healed my own thyroid issue. Again, I'm using the H word, but I don't care. Come at me. Like, seriously, healed. And there are ways to do it. Your body has an incredible ability to heal beyond which anybody has ever allowed you to believe. You just need to know the missing links, the the building blocks that are missing. And usually it's almost always minerals in some way, shape, or form, and then vitamins secondarily. But it's very hard for us with our nutrition supply to get the minerals that we need. So minerals, for sure. Um, There's a temperature test that you can take for thyroid, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that will save you a lot of grief. If you do the temperature test, then, um, and your, your your body temperature runs low when you're thyroid, so a lot of women, you see them like they're cold all the time. That's an indication. Mm -hmm. That is a symptom. We are so used to a lot of our symptoms that we see them as normal, but um, they're actually just normal because we've never not known them to be there. So a temperature test is a good way to see if you're subclinical, and then you can take your own work, your temperature test, into your doctor. I would prefer a naturopath because they would believe you, first of all, and then you say, look, (laughs) uh, over the course of this month, 20 out of the 30 days, I've had subclinical or like temperatures lower than, than normal. And then they would be, yeah, we need to run the test. The difference is a sluggish thyroid can be treated very easily with iodine supplementation, specifically kelp, um, sea vegetables. You can get your iodine up in your bloodstream and nourish your thyroid. And then second, you, well, you need to stay off fluoridated water because it is killing your thyroid, among other things. Um, mm-hmm. Coconut oil is great. And then the other thing is if you have an autoimmune thyroid condition, that's a little bit different than a, just a sluggish thyroid, and that would need to be under care of a naturopathic doctor and or somebody who knows how to handle that, um, one of which is myself. I was just going to say, absolutely, mm-hmm. you're right. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, you're just kind of sparking all these things that I've learned in the past because um, while my youngest is going to be 10 and Mm -hmm. my ex-husband and I spent years, we were just obsessed with researching holistic nutrition and natural healing and um, diet and how it can improve your... I love um, it. Yeah, so we were just like, we did it for years and Mm -hmm. we, you know, because my youngest I think was about a year and a half 
And I actually had to leave my job because he was sick so often. And I yeah. couldn't deal with the guilt of missing work all the time. But we couldn't yeah. heal him from these chronic ear infections. And then finally yeah. we went and saw an ectopath. And, and who introduced us to this whole new way of living. And um, we stopped immunizing. They haven't used pharmaceuticals. Uh, you mm-hmm. name it, and and we're still there to this day, and started supplementing, right? Um, yeah. And yeah, they haven't had like a drop of Tylenol in years, and they haven't needed it. Mm-hmm. And I've had people yeah. come up to me and say, "But did it really work?" And I'm like, "Well, you tell right. me. You know, the the kids don't. Yeah, the proof get is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And if they do and get the, sick, the cool you know, we is- use like Epsom salts and you know, supplements and, and all these other, you know, things, and they're done in, like, 24 hours, not even. So there there are so many calls. cures out there, and there are mm-hmm. so many, like I said, your body, our bodies are incredible machinery. There is nothing like it. But we do yeah. need to give it what it needs, that that upkeep. I I love your story because I love the fact that you are bold enough to say that you went kind of counterculture. The mm-hmm. the idea of not just like placing your life in the hands of a doctor to some people is horrifying. But I know there's a, you know there's a group of people, there's a, a groundswell movement of people that know that we are innately healing beings, and if we learn and if we get back to like we've been divorced from nature for so long if we get back to nature and back to all of those things that your grandmothers and your grandmother's grandmothers they knew all of this stuff that we're just relearning it's been so suppressed for the last about 30 years that um Mm -hmm. and then a lot of things like even before that and there's been so many wrong theories and you know so much suppression of information old and new um, yep. in order to keep the pharmaceutical machine running and you what you did is an act of defiance and I, I challenge people to get in touch with their rebel self <laughs> take their health yeah. back into their own hands and you know the, the medical system the way that it is is de- disease management it's not health care it's disease management your uh, life is your own, mm-hmm. and you have to take control, and that is done through lifestyle. Mm-hmm. There's actually um, something called epigenetics, and it is um, since they have yeah. the human genome, they've discovered that more than 80% of what we once thought was genes, like we just kind of like, oh, blame it on my genes. Um, yep. is, that's just not true. Your genes are basically just a blueprint. They are just like a scaffolding, and how they express themselves is completely determinant on your lifestyle choices and the cumulative effect of those lifestyle choices. So if your grandma had diabetes, that doesn't mean that you have the gene for diabetes. That probably means that you may genetically have inherited a deficiency in the two minerals that you need to not have diabetes. And if you just get those in your diet and stay away from an overabundance of of refined sugars, you're probably going to be just fine. So if you imagine Mm -hmm. 80%, they they say probably even more, of let's say there's there's 100 light switches on a wall. 80 of those you can flick on and off as you choose. Only 20 of those are fixed in place, maybe even fewer. So... How your genes express is completely up to you. That's a very daunting thing for most people. They would rather not know that. They would rather stick their head in the sand or they would rather go to a doctor to have them prescribe something. But for your for some it's like it. Yeah, for some it's like way too much responsibility. You know? It, but it's I, terrifying. I, and that's but that's why there's people like me who have made this my life's work because I want to empower people. I never, ever want somebody to become dependent on me either. It's like I'm a teacher. I will teach you how to live in 
alignment with how your body, what your body needs and, how, and what your soul needs to thrive. And then beyond yeah. that, it's just like sail away and like go with God when, when you're ready. And people, they transform their lives. Yep. So I just, it's like, I'm, I'm looking at the time, Natalie, mm-hmm. and we have like 10 minutes left. And okay. I can listen to you talk. I know. I could listen to you talk all day. I can't even believe that the hour is almost up. I didn't even tell people the call-in number if you guys had any questions, but that's okay because Natalie and I chatted before this call, and we were she offered to come back. And if anyone had any questions, you know, wanted to chat with her um, about your your issues, your challenges, then you guys can send in your questions or call in live. So, but I mean, we just got into it, and I totally forgot to let people know that they have an opportunity to call in. But but I would here, love I to do that. I would love to take questions. I think that that's it would amazing. be fun. I'd feel like I was on the hot seat, but it would be like you know what. This, this message and this information is so much bigger than me, and my, my privilege in this life is to be able to share with people what, what I've learned through my own experience. So I would love to do that. Thank you. So before we – there's this one thing that I, I want to connect. So sure. you have this, had this autoimmune disease, you know, and, and you went ahead and you healed yourself. Mm-hmm. But very mm-hmm. first thing that we did had to do with self-love, right? Right. So tell me how that, like, tell me how you went, how that kind of coincides with healing your, you know, I know that you went through it a little bit briefly, but how do we begin the journey of self-love? Okay, well, um, the first, <clears throat> I would say the first the very first part of it is that you recognize that you are a divine being having a human experience. It's, uh, you've heard that phrase before. It's said in many different ways. You are an infinite being who is always at choice. You are a creator. You are created by creator to create. So when you decide that you are ready, you can create anything that you want for your life, anything that you desire. So that's wow. the first step, shifting, shifting that mindset. Mm-hmm. Get into the gratitude. Get into the gratitude. It doesn't matter what it is. Gratitude is the magic. You, you begin to have compassion for yourself. So as you start to have compassion for yourself, you begin to be able to have compassion for those around you. You have awareness. Awareness is key. And one of the ways to start your own awareness, and this is usually something I do with my, um, the first assignment that I give to my clients, and I'm giving it to your listeners here today. This is a life-changing mm-hmm. practice, and everybody should start this as soon as they can. 40-day free rights. So what that looks like is you get a a journal. Don't make it a pretty one because you're not keeping this. You are going to start writing 10 minutes a day, every day, no pauses. It's a free write. You allow whatever comes out to come out. If you are stuck on a word, you make loops or you keep writing the other, the last word you wrote until the next word comes. And you are just beginning a process of allowing the subconscious to percolate up to the surface so that you can get rid of it. All these things want out. The amount of stuff that we carry in our tissues, the pain that we hold, the trauma that we hold, is all in the physical body. That's why energy work is is incredible. This is a form of an energy clearing work done through a pen and paper. And you're just basically allowing the the subconscious to come forward. You do that for 40 days straight. At the end of each session, and again, I should emphasize, you are not doing this for an audience. You do not need punctuation. You do not need to write pretty. In fact, it should be almost legible. And you're not reading it either. But when you look down at it, it should be coming out so fast and rapid by the time you get on a roll with it, maybe in a weekend. 
um, that it, it's almost like illegible. But that doesn't matter because it's not about the words and how they look on paper. It's about what you're letting come out that you've suppressed for so long. Um, this is the start so, of the healing. You've got to get out the junk and take all those little day after day, those rocks that you've piled on yeah. top of that sweet, perfect being of pure potential that you are, that infinite mm-hmm. being. You've piled rocks every single day, another rock on her. This is just removing the rocks so that you can reveal the truth of who you are. 40 days that, after each day you, sorry, after each day you burn the paper safely and you let it go into the ether and that is gone. Awesome. That's what I would recommend everybody that start with. That is your yeah. energy transformation. And I love that. That's, that's like a, that's an amazing tool, all you listeners out there. I challenge you to do that for 40 days. And Natalie, when we get off, that's going to be my <laughs> new challenge is I'm going to do that I for love 40 it. days. Yeah, I'm totally going to take that on. Hey, so we only have about four minutes left, and I just got a message from this beautiful young lady. She's like, how much is it? Where's the workshop? Um, So let's share, you know, like I said, only a couple minutes left. People want to work with you, Natalie. How are they going to get a hold of you? Well, um, I would love for somebody to contact me at my email address. Um, mm-hmm. which is Natalie Reimer Anderson, N-A-T-A-L-I-E-R-E-I-M-E-R-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N at gmail.com. You can reach me there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, will, I would then send you the, um, what the program outline is and um, cost for the program. And the, the workshop this coming, no, it's next weekend, um, it's basically the crash course in my nine-month program. It's going to give you a lot of uh, juicy little tidbits, but, um, you know, it's, it's just a fraction of what the work that we do in my nine-month program for sure. Um, so, yeah. So that's on June 5th, right? June 5th, yes. And what are the times? Um, the, it is from... 10, no, sorry, yeah, from 10 till 1, I believe they're opening up another session, and then from 2 to 5, which I believe is, is fully booked right now, but I've, I've offered to open up another session because there's uh, quite a demand for it. Yes, I bet. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to read the description that you have here, okay? So your intu- intuition nutrition workshop it's how to have a positive relationship with food, to food, and end dieting for good. Spiritual nutritionist mm-hmm. and self-love coach Natalie Anderson shares timeless secrets to a lasting positive relationship. Oh, we repeated it. <laughs> but um, yes, and find out what you crave, what you truly crave. I love how you, how you put that. What will satisfy your soul? So for everybody listening, it is June 5th. Um, so email Natalie Reimer Anderson at gmail.com um, well, to connect I, with her. That's, and that's definitely if, you, if you're interested in my um, self-love program. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to pull up the number right now for the Rising Moon Curiosity Shop. They are the ones that are um, they're, they're hosting my event, my workshop. And I'm just pulling up their number details below so if sure. i can just give the number rising absolute curiosity shop the number to call is 204-233-7473 and that's to book your spot in the workshop um but please contact me personally if um, you want to talk about my self-love program and by all means do both because they're both brilliant and beneficial yeah and we're going to share a lot so we have about we have about 40 seconds left. So I just want to take this time and thank you so much for coming on the share, show and sharing all of this information with you. You left us with some killer, killer tools. Um, for everyone listening, make sure you sign on to the free webinar training today. I'm going to show you exactly how confidence played a key role in me earning my first 10K in 30 days. And, um, yeah, so Natalie, again, thank you so much. Message Natalie, thank you. Natalie, An- Natalie Reimer Anderson, 
um, at gmail.com to find out about her um, self-love course, which I highly recommend to everyone. And what's that number again for your workshop, Natalie? Oh, shoot, 233-7473. There you go. I'll post it all on my Facebook page, but thank you so much, Natalie. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Bye.